husband. And Amy was my best friend. She and I went to grade school together. High school, too. I made the pom-pom squad. Amy made the girls' softball team. I'll let you guess which of us got the most dates. Amy wasn't jealous, though. Even when I had the football quarterback and the star running back and tight end all begging to go out with me. Those were good days. Pep rallies at Littleton High. Football games with the whole stadium watching my pom-poms. Hanging out in the cafeteria and raiding the boys at nearby tables while we ate our pigs in a blanket and downed our lukewarm milk. At least that's what I did to get my mind off the taste of cafeteria food. Amy didn't have much of an eye for the guys. She was a bit dense when it came to what was important in life. If Littleton High had voted on such things, Amy would have been named the girl least likely to ever get a date. She wasn't ugly, mind you, more like awkward, tongue-tied with boys, shy, an all-round champion wallflower if I've ever seen one. My friendship with Amy lasted through college and beyond. We were sorority sisters at CU in Boulder. She didn't make it into the sorority our freshman year. But once I was initiated, I made sure that she got a bid the following year. I did a lot of nice things like that for Amy. We were friends, after all. And good friends are hard to come by. She did nice things for me, too. If it hadn't been for Amy, I never would have passed Biology 101. Amy was a whiz in school. She wasn't a whiz at the important stuff, though. I don't think she ever caught on that I was sleeping with David. At least not while I was alive. When my body was found with David's in that alley, she probably got a glimmer of the truth, however. He told her he was going to a sales meeting at his car dealership, and she would have known for sure that I didn't have anything to do with BMW sales. Oh, well. David was a self-centered prick, and Amy's better off without him, if you ask me. Not that David's wanderings from home and hearth were my fault. They weren't entirely David's fault either, to be perfectly fair about it. Amy wasn't exactly a model wife. She was into dogs. Dog shows, dog classes, dog this, dog that. The smelly little creatures were always underfoot in her house, and David used to complain that the animals got more attention than he did. So it wasn't as though he didn't have reason to go out looking for a little female company. Still, I wouldn't have hurt Amy's feelings for the world. If not for that little incident behind the wind coop, my affair with David would have petered out soon enough. I've never yet met a guy who could hold my interest for longer than six months. Two husbands and a pantload of lovers can attest to that. But I digress. The point of all this is that none of what happened was my fault. I, Lydia Keene, was definitely not the villain of this story. Unfortunately, as I discovered when the Grim Reaper so prematurely overtook me, there were some who disagreed. Take it from one who knows. Dull as the idea seems, there is some advantage in life to paying less attention to the here and now and more attention to the hereafter. Technically, I don't think heaven is where I landed when I died. For sure, the place wasn't my idea of paradise. I don't remember much about it, to tell the truth. I was a bit groggy when I first became aware of my surroundings. 
Having one's neck snapped does that to a person. Then, once I began to feel more myself, my attention was all on Stanley. Stanley was the person or being or whatever he is who seemed convinced that what happened with David left me with something to atone for. My affair with David wasn't the only thing that stuck in his craw. He made that perfectly clear. But sleeping with my best friend's hubby was the big-ticket item. Stanley isn't God, or if he is, the Pope, Michelangelo, and all those TV and radio preachers are going to be mighty disappointed. He wasn't the guy with the pitchfork, either. He looks a bit like my old high school principal, Mr. Collins. Short, scrawny, middle-aged, with a bad haircut and a pinched look on his face. And like Mr. Collins, Stanley didn't...